Alrighty, welcome to episode 17 of the Armchair Critics Podcast, where the underqualified experts who discuss all things sport, work and life with little to no background or supporting evidence. I'm joined by Jack once again. How are you, Sean? Good, mate. Good, good. Back on the trek from Brisbane. Uh, no guests this week. No, that's alright. I'm just happy that you managed to string together back-to-back weeks for the first time in a while, mate. Oh, harsh, harsh. <laughs> um, we'll get sticks on next week and we'll do some more AFL because I know a few of the boys... Uh, there's a big game, big game coming up this week. Actually, um, do Melbourne play line, the Lions, which is one v two down at the G. So, which is going to be a massive game. I reckon game. Lions are going to get them. I tend to agree. They haven't won at the G for quite a long time. No, but the D's. Are, I mean, the Lions probably aren't playing their best footy, but we um, we probably haven't seen the best out of the D's either the last probably four or five weeks. So. Um, Big game like it's going to be both. a massive game. They should get a massive turnout too, I reckon. It's going to be a blockbuster. A lot game. bigger than North GWS. I'd imagine so. <laughs> yeah, the, the old 17 v 18 never turns out too much of a crowd. So both those teams looking forward to whenever they have the bye to get their only points for the year. The, the off-season. Yeah, but true. Very true. Uh, we might uh, touch on that a bit later, but we'll jump straight into the cricket. So, uh, this well, game four in the uh, Australia v Sri Lanka series was last night with Australia going down. So, Sri Lanka taking a three, an unassailable, unattainable, unassailable? I don't know the word. 3-1 uh, lead. So, anyway, Australia can't win, which is their first series loss, ODI series loss in Sri Lanka uh, in 30 years, uh, which is disappointing. But When was the last time they went over there? 2017 or 2019, we definitely played a, at least a test series over there. I'm mm-hmm. uh, not sure whether we played one day is, but um, yeah, it's been a little while. Um, but yeah, I mean, Australia are missing so many players, uh, so many big name guys not uh, not playing at the moment. They lost Steve Smith after the second game or maybe even after the 2020, so he's been out as well. Um, very deep batting lineup, so it was disappointing not to see them get up last night in a not a small chase, but kind of a modest sort of total. Yeah, it was what two fifty, about two fifty. The wicket was pretty slow and difficult to score at times, and it was really only the um, Asalanka and Dananjaya de Silva who got going for Sri Lanka. Everyone else made it look tough, and David Warner got going for Australia. And everyone else made it look tough. It was turning sideways some balls and going straight on the others. Yeah, which makes it tough. And Sri Lanka picked four frontline spinners. <laughs> they had one seamer, four frontline spinners, and Dananjaya De Silva, who's also quite handy. So, um, and Australia obviously without their two frontline white ball spinners in Zampa and Agar, which obviously hurt us particularly in this game, especially and no Gaz. Yeah, no Nathan Lyon, who was available for selection, just not uh, not playing. I think he's here. He's no, he's in Sri Lanka. Is he? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, we play a test series straight after the one days. Um, but yeah, so uh, but there's a lot of different guys getting a crack, which I think we touched on last podcast, which is the kind of silver lining that you've got to take out of it. Guys like Cameron Green, Travis Head, Marnus, Matt Kernerman, uh, Jai Richardson's been given a good run as well. So guys like that getting a uh, getting an extended run in foreign conditions can only help. So, um, especially for the Cooney, absolutely, absolutely what a different environment. Yeah, Su- kind of suits him more than the green tops he gets here. Absolutely. So, and he, he's bowled quite well. He's got another two wickets last night, so he's got five in the three games that he's played so far. I think so. Some good fielding, pretty good return. Too. Yep. Yeah, a couple of ga- couple of catches as well in the first game. I'm not sure about the uh, next few games, but 
um, yeah, it was disappointing to to see a few of our middle order guys kind of get starts and not go on with it. I think if you had a look through the scorecard, there weren't too many guys that you know were out in single figures. There was a lot of guys making between kind of fifteen and thirty, which red sticker. was disappointing. Just absolutely, Paul Baird, if you're listening, is a red sticker. Um, now, touching on England, who we spoke about last week, have uh, finished... Oh, actually, have they finished their test series against New Zealand? I don't think they have. No, I don't think but so. But they're playing a white ball series over in the Netherlands at the moment. So, And Matthew Mott, who was the Australian women's coach, uh, his first series at the helm for in England's white ball squad. So probably about as mismatched a, uh, a one-day series as you're likely to see um, <laughs> in the modern-day game. Poor... Poor Netherlands copped a bit of a spanking. England set a uh, an all-time record for the highest one-day international total with uh, 499. Outrageous. Yeah, they went at nearly 10s for 50 overs. They went at 10 for 50 overs. Yeah, it was like four, yeah. Just absolutely outrageous. And uh, and finally, and, and uh, Jason Roy made one or something and Owen Morgan got a duck. Mm. But the rest of the guys absolutely feasted. Uh, Phil Salt made, a, made his first 100 for England. To be fair, if you're not going to do anything, get out of the way. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Owen Morgan, you. Owen Morgan's was a golden too, so he didn't waste any time. Nah, um, captain's not. Then uh, Darwin Milan made about a run, of, or maybe 130 off 112 or something. So not not setting the world on fire, but mostly because he was batting with Joss Butler, who made 160 from 70 balls. So I think where, where's Joss born? Uh, England. So he's the only English player in that team to score a ton that game. Where's Phil Salt from? Wales. Stop it. Love that. Shout Pretty out to sure. Um, and your double line, South African. Yeah. Or Zimbabwean, South African. South African. Um, and Liam Livingston, who we have touched on uh, on this podcast before, uh, continues his good form, made 66 off 22. Not out. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so, and as you can imagine, Netherlands fell well short of that. They made 200. Imagine making 250 and losing by 250. Yeah, only getting halfway. Yeah, that's a stitch out. Going at fives. Yeah, so uh, good start for Motti, but probably uh, there'll be some bigger tests to come for him in his uh, coaching career. I am sure of that. Uh, now, the big news that really only got announced today, or Wednesday, is for those of you who are listening, um, is that Cricket Australia have announced that the Big Bash will be holding an international player pardon me, draft, which is basically going to be put in to entice more international talent to kind of put their name in the hat to come and play in Australia. So, Sean, do you want to run us through basically how that's going to work? Yeah, so they've kind of taken a leaf out of the IPL draft and put their own flavour on it. So <clears throat> players that nominate will get categorised into four sections. So there's platinum, gold, silver and bronze. So do the players choose what category they go in or do they get ranked when they nominate? They select, kind of like the minimum price. Right, yes. So players yeah, yeah. can be selected in draft not, I think. The way it's written isn't exactly clear. Clear. It would make sense if they got to tier themselves. As if, because as if he'd come out thinking it'd be a gold, get picked as a bronze, and go play in Hobart every second week. Yeah, yeah, but like, like how in the um, in the IPL where you set your base price, you're like, okay, well, this is the minimum amount that I want. Yeah, to so go I think over it, I think that's so, how the categories are going to work. Yeah. So then the draft order is there's a first lottery, which is then it's the three teams that miss the finals. So whoever comes last. So every second year, Brisbane Heat will get the first pick. Sweet. Uh, and then the next two teams have second and third. And then there's a... And then, so it's one, two, two, three, three, three is the little triangle they have on the symbol. It's quite easy. If you go to the BBL Instagram page, they've posted a uh, 
explanation for dummies. It's very visual. So I'm trying to put it into audio for you guys. So then there's a second lottery, which is then based off like a pool from all the teams. So yeah. the teams that make the finals as, as well as the teams that don't. Yeah. And it's all, you can only pick uh, like each, each round that you have, it'll go, it goes into a snake. So it's like one through eight, yeah. then eight through one. Yep. And, um, and each, and each, yeah, and each round you can only pick from a certain category. So like the first two rounds you can only pick from. Yeah, I've got it here. So round one's platinum only. Yep. Uh, round two is platinum or gold. Round three is gold or silver. Round four is silver or bronze. So then before this occurs, there is retention picks. Yep. So each team gets one. Yep. So each club's entitled to one retention pick to be used in any round of the draft. So a player is eligible for retention if they have played one match or more for that club in the previous season. Oh, right. So it's still... Okay, I see. So it still counts as one of your picks. Yeah. So if Adelaide want to retain Rashid Khan, yep. that is their pick. Yep. And that is their platinum pick. Yeah, cool. And, that, and I suppose the, um, it does mean that you end up selecting four internationals. Yeah. So there's four internationals. So their squads, only. I believe, are a little bit bigger now. So each BBL squad will have 18 players. So there'll be three drafted players. Which might be three more than it has been in previous years. Has it been 15 in previous years, possibly? Yeah. So after the draft, clubs will be able to contract up to four replacement overseas players. A player must have nominated for the draft to be an uh, eligible replacement player. So there'll be 18, no, 15 domestic, three drafted players, and then they can have on the books for replacement overseas players. Okay. Um, and more info will come out. Yeah, sweet. And later on. Your thoughts? I like it. I think, I think having the draft will allow a little bit more power to teams to be able to get those bigger name players. Like some, I, th- I feel like some players only pick the teams that are winning. Yeah, and I, I think as Which well... Which probably hasn't happened, but like... It'll, I, it'll allow the Joffre Archer thing to happen more often. Remember when he came to Hurricanes that first yeah. time and he just exploded? And I think the other thing is that the salaries will be more competitive in regards to other leagues around the world. Obviously not the IPL, but the salaries as compared to if they were to go and play in the PSL or in the Vitality Blast or in the Caribbean Premier League, like the salaries are going to be more competitive and you know, maybe even go above and beyond to try and get a bit of that international talent because the, especially the last couple of years, it's been blatantly obvious that we don't have enough international talent. And I'm not talking just like overseas guys because guys that get fucking plucked out of Adelaide's second grade that happen to be born in England, aren't they don't count as international players. We want like the actual international stars to come out and play. Yeah, like World Cup players. Yeah, we want to see the guys that are playing for the top, like, you know, Pakistan hardly ever really have a presence over here. India obviously don't because there's contract rules with the IPL, but, and that's fine. England, it's a little bit hard because, you know, they're often playing away series elsewhere. Um, Mate, I'd love to see Barbara's arm. Yeah, but like, yeah, and guys like Barbara's arm, Imam Haq and uh, Muhammad Rizwan, guys like that where, you know, and hopefully this is kind of the first step towards that happening in the Big Bash because it needs a bit of a lift. I know it, it's great for, you know, kids and families that are trying to get into cricket, but for people who watch, or who are avid cricket watchers, it's like, I don't even really care. I'm, I'm not, I sit down and watch it because it's on, but it's not as if I'm like, oh, I have to watch that game. Yeah. If, if the game runs past when I want to go to bed, I just go to bed. I think um, the last couple of years have implemented changes like the, the sub and like the, 
yeah, the X factor, the X factors and stuff to try and spruce it up a bit because it has gotten a bit stale. But I think this is definitely probably a bit better segue to get the BBL back relevant again. Yeah, there's so much press you can get out of the draft. Who are they going to pick? Who's eligible? Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, rather absolutely. Than just, uh, rather than just having oh, ten overs are played, are they going to use a sub or not? Yeah, probably and, not. And hopefully, it actually um, spreads out a bit of the talent pool so that. You know, you don't get one club who seem to get all the gun internationals. Hopefully, it, you know, it spreads them out. It gives each team equal opportunity to pick guys. I would like to see, in a couple of years' time, a full competition draft, kind of similar to how IPL have done it. Yeah. And just go that next step. Yeah. And just really mix it up. So that it's not just like the state teams in different colours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that would be sick. I, I actually tend to agree. And honestly... There's, it would I, that would also make like a whole reset of the comp would make it so much more interesting to watch. And if it happened, because I, I didn't I didn't need to watch this year to know that Perth Scorchers were going to win. Yeah, I didn't need Sixers to watch. Would play them in the final. Yeah, it, it was always going to be those two playing in the final, and it was just a toss of the coin who'd win on the day. And it's been the same for the last three years. Yeah, something needs to happen. So obviously, so, Perth would be against our idea. Yeah, but then people like you know the Rennie or both Melbourne teams. Brisbane, Brisbane <laughs> probably Hobart, I would say. Probably the Thunder. Would all be for this kind of thing because they've been cellar dwellers the whole time and, you know, need a bit of a lift. So, no, I think it's um, I think it's a great initiative from Good Cricket start. Australia and shout out for them actually getting out on the front foot and acknowledging that they have a problem and trying to fix it. So, imagine, if they, fucking rare. imagine if they did it at the top. Oh, mate, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Um, that's about all I got for cricket this week, though. You got anything else? Never. Excellent. <laughs> right, we'll move on to our overrated, underrated for the week. So, mate, my first one, candles. <laughs> overrated. Massively overrated. I tend to agree. Massively overrated. I, my Potter has them on all the time. Oh. And, I, I look, I get it. Two blokes live in a small apartment. It probably stinks. Yeah, but there's better ways to make the place smell nice yeah, than like by lighting a little small fire. Yeah, like opening the window. Yeah, like open the window. You get a sea breeze freshener. It's not hard. Come on. No, it's, it's, really good. it's really good for allergies. If you ever walk into the, like, the body shop or the shaver shop or whatever it is. Yeah, the body shop. Body shop? Yeah. Yeah. I can't even walk past the place without sneezing. Yeah, neither. I only go in there to get the, the, the shaving cream that I use for my face because it smells good. Niche. My stepdad said using that, so I've been using that ever since I was 16. It's very niche. I reckon um, the only times I've ever been into the body shop are to buy presents for mum. Yeah, okay. Fair. I can't get in and out without losing half a litre of snot. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> delightful. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first one for you, Vietnamese cuisine. Uh, I'm going to say perfectly rated because I don't eat a lot of it. See, I don't either, but Jake opened my eyes and my new office has Saigon salad rolls at the, at the bottom. Right. It's elite. Yeah, right. Massively underrated. What what so what do you, what are we calling Vietnamese cuisine? What it's, what is that exactly? Anything that's Vietnamese, brother. Something you buy from a Vietnamese shop. I've never been to a Vietnamese shop. So like shop. what I had today is it's like a roast pork roll. Yeah. Big bread, crumbly though. I hate like stiff bread, if that's a thing. Yeah. And roast pork, chili oil, uh like sauteed carrot some other vegetables that I just assume that are in there. Yeah, nice. And no coriander, more importantly. Oh, stop. You've got me. All right, next time I come and visit your work, I'll go down and get one of them. 480 Queen Street. See you there. Perfect. My second one, beanies. <laughs> Again, massively overrated, particularly in Queensland. So I 
have never really been a beanie person. However, now that I'm, I probably am not uh, rocking quite as much hair as I used to. Um, I have started wearing a beanie of a nighttime if it gets cold and they're fucking elite. Yeah, so, so good. The, it keeps your head so warm. The first thing I thought when you said beanies was a tuck jack about his hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I thought I'd get on the front foot nice and early. Um, no, they're, they're great. It does, um, does make my head a bit itchy though. I don't really know why. Uh, but it keeps your head so warm it doesn't matter. The pros outweigh the cons. Underrated. So on the beanies, what about sporting club beanies? Nah, overrated. <laughs> no, can't do it. So what are you wearing? Just like plain navy or Just something? A, it is a plain navy beanie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. From my old job. Shout out RCA. They are Great establishment. everywhere in Brisbane at the moment. Yeah. And I hate the combination of like business attire, beanie and RMs. See, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not wearing it in a corporate setting. I'm wearing it in like, oh, you know what I'm actually, uh, as it is getting a little bit colder, I'm wearing long pants to bed. And the long pants that I wear are those Gold Coast Thunder colors from the first year that we got colors the ones that are still way too big for you they're two xls like i can tie it tie it as tight as i can like as tight as the string will fucking go and they're still too loose you could probably fit anika in there with you probably yeah might try that actually good thought (laughs) anyway back back in (laughs) the non-king world (laughs) um I don't know how to word this. Headphones, but not like AirPods, like the actual proper headphones that cover your ears and have the the bit that goes over the top of your head. Right. So like a headset, but for like Dre Beats. Yeah. Um, they were probably perfectly rated ten years ago. They're now massively overrated. Yeah, they absolutely are. So big headphone brigade that go to the you know if you like if you're still rocking the big ass headphones at the gym, it is time to get out of two thousand and nine. Yeah. Wake the fuck up. There's so many on the train. Unbelievable. And like, they're not exactly noise cancelling, so we can all hear them. Yeah. If I can hear what you're listening to, surely yeah. you can hear it. Turn Maybe, it look, I, I, I'm actually struggling to figure out a scenario in which they are better than just wearing AirPods or headphones. The cold. Like earphones. Because it warms your ears. Well, yeah, but I actually, like, I don't really find them that comfortable to wear on your ears. Like, after an hour, you've got to take them off anyway. I've got a weird-shaped head, and so they don't suit me. Like, when there was no such thing as, like, the wireless earphones, they were great. And no- like, you can get noise-cancelling ones, they were good on flights, whatever. But now, it's just like, you can carry something just about, you know, the size of a fucking 50-cent piece... In your pocket, and you've got headphones with you forever, and charged, and, and charged. They're way more comfortable to wear, much easier to lose. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you struggle holding onto your belongings, you need the headphones. I don't know if they are easy to lose because you can put your AirPods in your pocket. You can't exactly put headphones in your pocket. Yeah, I suppose. No, we've actually got a guy at work who wears um, like wireless noise cancelling headphones at work as his headset. I did that when I worked from home. Yeah. Because you just Bluetooth it. Yeah, not a bad idea, actually. It's elite, because you can just not listen to anyone the whole time I walk around. Yeah. So, maybe that's the only other scenario. But, yeah, no. Gaming's different. I'm not wearing my gaming headset in public. Correct. (laughs) And, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Overrated. Uh, Cooking on the barbecue. Look, I'm not very good at it. (laughs) But it is perfectly rated. Yeah, I reckon it's slightly underrated. I don't reckon people do it enough. I'll tell you what's massively like underrated. Cooking on a big though. hot plate is sick. Even even though they're still popular, I still think barbecues are underrated. They are fantastic. They're portable. You can cook just about anything on them that's protein. 
fuck yeah, eggplant's off. Not interested. Nah, veggies on the barbecue are fucking elite, mate. What do you mean? I'm just talking eggplants. Why eggplants in particular? Um, well, a bit of scarring here popping up. <laughs> Every time it was my stepdad's turn to cook on the barbecue and we didn't have steak, he would cook eggplant. As a substitute for steak? As a protein substitute, yes. Yeah, okay. That's just not it. That's nearly child abuse. <laughs> Holy moly. He had this meal called the pineapple surprise. <laughs> And it was pineapple cooked on the barbecue is elite. It wasn't on the barbecue. Oh. This is just a little bit off topic. It was rice, pineapple, and whatever like canned vegetables were in the cupboard, and, <laughs> and like sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Oh, that's um, that's exotic. Uh, my last one for you: birds. As in, like, like, a, like a tweet, tweet birds. Yeah, like pets, pet birds. Uh I'm going to say perfectly rated. However, I wouldn't want one. Cause or even like just birds in general because there's heaps of people that are scared of them. Oh, I'm not scared of birds. I just don't really like birds. They're Mate, just annoying. Underrated. Why are they there? Underrated. I'll, one day when I'm wealthy enough to have my own place, <laughs> live by myself, I'm getting a bird that talks back to me. Well, okay, that is that's sort of different, I suppose. If you can get a bird that talks to you, but like, nah, I, oh, I don't my, know. they just serve no purpose, my, and I don't really like the smell of bird cages. Yeah, I can't smell that. My uncle had one when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> <laughs> is it, it was not cockatoos? But what's the other? Is it a budgie? Budgies. Yeah. Budgies talk back. He taught bu- this budgie all the swear words. <laughs> So you'd walk in and get called, you fucking cunt. There's <laughs> <laughs> little budgies bopping its head up and down. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, oh, that's quite funny. But no, I just, I don't know. I'm not really a pet person. Like, I don't know. I can't really see myself getting a dog in the future. Maybe a cat, but I don't know. I'm just not really a big pet person. If you get one cat as a pet, you don't really have a pet. The cat has you. Yeah. But I'm serving a purpose to that cat. <laughs> yeah. It's food supply. Yeah. Someone else can do that for it though. The fuck are you doing with the bird? Just set it free. Go eat, it'll go eat Mate, by itself. I just told you what I'm doing with the bird. I'm hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everyone that walks through your front door to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Just on the overrated and underrated. You're done, aren't you? You've done I am done. I want to double down on one we touched on episode one. Sure. So I bought some sliced cheese. Yep. To For home and for like sandwiches and stuff. It is still fucking overrated. It sucks. So... I will also double down and say it is massively underrated <laughs> because at the moment we are in the process of moving. So we get the keys to our new place tomorrow. The only form of cheese that is in our uh, in our fridge at the moment is the tiniest little amount of Parmesan and two containers full of sliced cheese. Oh, that is so much. So excessive. Yeah, I think we accidentally bought it thinking we needed it and we didn't. Or maybe we bought it and Richard's bought it as well or something. I'm not even sure. But anyway, we've got two cartons of fucking sliced cheese and it's so good. It's it's so easy, man. What do you mean? It just doesn't taste that good. What? It's fucking cheese. It's the same shit. Nah. Oh, you're so wrong. It's different. Nah, 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 nah. You're just so wrong. So, so wrong. Um, right, we might move... You're done with all your little doubling down rant? Yeah, for now. With the cheese, no worries. Uh, we might move through to general sport. So we'll quickly, we'll try to quickly touch on the NBA so that you people don't suck. <laughs> Golden State have won the finals 4-2. Hey, GSW in six. Which we called 
at the start of the finals and you called a while ago. Started, uh, started all the playoffs. Steph Curry, finals MVP for the first time. Sean, I'm going to throw a bit of an ad hoc question at you. Is he top 10? Yeah. No doubt. Changed the game. Four, four titles, finals MVP. Two unanimous MVPs. No, one unanimous MVP. Didn't he get two? He got two MVPs. Oh, one was unanimous. One unanimous. He was also the unanimous finals MVP. Yeah. Like... How is he not top 10? He's got scoring titles. He's got steals titles. Um, I think there is an argument that you can make to justify him being in the top 10. I think you'd have to make an argument for him to not be in the top 10. That's how firm I am on it. Yeah. For me, Hakeem was 10. And I think Steph is a better player than Hakeem, but also done more for the game than Hakeem. Not just the game, but NBA as well. Yeah, and I think it's you can kind of gauge in the top ten. Like he's a, he's affected a whole generation of future basketballers, and the first example is Trey Young. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's still, and like and Steph's still playing; he's got years left. Mm. And I think it's a testament to his legacy, at least that you know you go through the NBA era, like the last seventy five years, and you talk about you break the eras down as to who played in those eras. Like you go all the way back to the Wilt and Bill Russell era mm. and then you move into the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era. Then there's the MJ era. Mm. Then there's like the Kobe, Duncan, Shaq era. Then there's like that LeBron era. The last eight years, that is the Steph era. 100%. So I, the more I talk about it, you're probably, probably convincing myself that he is in the top 10. And it's probably not even an argument. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that much of an argument, to be honest. It was nearly an argument with three chips. Yeah, that would no. Be, that would be more MVPs. of a discussion, which I think this is now just like it. It's fact. It's just it. Can't fight facts. How many is he going to finish with? Four. You or, that's it. I don't know. It depends what they do with their squad. I think they could. Go, they could run it back. Will he win year. another Finals MVP? Will he be like the guy on a championship team again? I think if they win again, he would be the guy. I don't know if that if they, I just don't oh, know. Oh no, I'm just thinking like by the time he's 38 or 39, coming off the bench, playing 18 minutes a game, might yeah. pick up another sympathy chip. But yeah, no, nah, I don't think he will. I don't think they'll win again next year. To be honest, there's quite a lot of teams with injuries. I think running it back, the Bucks will be pretty hard to beat. Yeah, and, and I think and like obviously the Celtics will be better, but the Bucks will be there. I reckon Miami's no, window. I reckon their window is closing just a fraction. Depends how they go in this free agency. I reckon they'll lose PJ Tucker. Yep. There's I think they need to upgrade Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I'm the world's biggest Kyle Lowry hater. They so. need to move on from that. They're also going to have to probably find a way to get out of the Duncan Robinson contract. And if they can do all that, Bradley Beal will be available. Yep. Which, I mean, would obviously shoot them straight back into contention again. But that's a discussion for another day. Uh, the Clippers are going to come back, obviously, a whole lot better. They've had an entire season where guys like three through nine are getting bulk minutes. And all of these guys are now going to be bolstered by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard coming yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think they had like more than five games full strength this season. No, Kawhi didn't play all year at all. Yeah, well, there you go. Missed the whole year. And Paul George played 25 to 30 games or something. So, you know, and they'll have got like Reggie Jackson. It's like... I know you don't root Canal Reggie, yeah. but like you can't argue how well he's played the last like fourteen months. Yep. 
Sure. With with good minutes. Luke Kennard's shooting well. Zubak's playing well. They'll they'll have enough pieces there to to make a serious run. Dallas will be good this year. Yep. Yeah, with, with the upgrade with uh, Christian, Wood. Christian Wood. Um, another team that they will at least... Oh, Philly will come back better as well, I think. I believe that as well. With a season of MB so then, and Harden playing together. I think they'll work it out. Yeah, they're looking at Eric Gordon and... Oh, it's, it's doing my head in. Another vet as role players. Uh, I saw this today as well. <laughs> um, it'll come to me eventually. It was on basketball forever. Anyway, moving on. Um, the another team out east that will be hoping that they can compete are the Brooklyn Nets. However, looking as if uh, the Kyrie Irving contract talks have hit a wall. It's a player option. If they just don't give him the contract he wants, he'll take up his player option and get paid $36 million for half the season. Again, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. He if, gets paid nearly a million dollars a game. He's on. So you are you re-signing him? If you're Brooklyn? Like, for more years? Yeah. No, did you see what Sean Marks said? No. He come out and said that... He's their GM, right? Yeah, so the Brooklyn GM come out and said that, like, we want a, we want a uh, player, like a franchise player that wants to be part of the city and wants to put the, their franchise before themselves and not be constantly unavailable. <laughs> so, if they... If they These, lose Kyrie, do they lose Kevin Durant as well? These Russ for Kyrie trade talks are doing my head in too. Uh, PJ Tucker was PJ the other Tucker one was that they were looking at. Yeah, the, 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 there's so much chat on social media about Russ for Kyrie, and it's just feral. The contracts don't even add up for a start. No, and I don't actually think as either if, team would do it. It's it, Both the superstars in that team are just trading back for each other's old point guards. Yeah. It, and it's just, it ain't it. No. I want to see Ben Simmons on the court though. Yep, that'll make a massive difference for them, I think. Do you think if they got a shooting big and just got rid of Kyrie, it would balance the team out a bit and run Simmons a point? Well, I think it would definitely balance the team. If they had a, like a, another shooting wing, even, even a even a Bradley Beal. Well, I don't know that you need like a. You don't necessarily you, even need like a volume guy. You just need another shooter there because you can't have Ben Simmons and three shooters. You know what you do want there? You want like a Cleveland Cavalier when they won the title, Kevin Love. Yeah. That's who you want. Yeah. He doesn't. He only needs to take twelve shots a game. He's not going to ask for the balls in his hand. Be the ball in his hands too much, and just rebound. he'll get on the boards. He'll be your third best player. Let Ben like allow everyone to eat, and let Kevin Durant just fucking eat. <laughs> do him. Let just let him do him. So that'll be. The, I really think the Nets' biggest priority needs to be making sure that KD resigns when he needs to. Yeah, and making sure that he's happy and he's not going to try and force his way out because the last thing Brooklyn will need is to have signed Harden, Kyrie, Durant. and KD to win zero playoff series and then them all fuck off. <laughs> That'd be one of the biggest disasters I've ever seen in major sport. I reckon that's a flip. I think it's 50-50 to that happening and them signing Kyrie. I, if I was Brooklyn, I personally wouldn't give him more than like a two-year extension. Yep. And if I was Sacramento, I'm offering him the max, whatever. We- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how funny. Every second post in my news feed this week is Sacramento Kings are interested in new player. Oh, they were thinking about a Jordan Poole max. <clears throat> Give it, uh, as in five-year 180. Like just under the max. Or four, no, it'd be four-year It's four-year, like 55 or something. Yeah, it's, or it's just under, which is outrageous. 
He's not that good. But again, if you're Sacramento, you probably do it. Nah. Who else are you getting? Doesn't matter. It's better than De'Aaron Fox. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you have to spend it. <laughs> well, you have to spend it some. Yeah, but you don't have to go over the cap to get a six man of the year to be your starting point. I guard. read something the it's other day. Six man of the year. That. Uh, six man of the finals. It's because he played half the year starting. He, he should have been. He should have probably been the most improved player. Who who was it this year? Jar. Nah, it's fair. I know we said it was fair, but you nearly Jar's that good that you nearly disqualify him from that category. Anyway, it's a topic for another day. But yeah. he would have been second in that um, in that running, and if he had won it, you would have been like, yeah, okay. In my opinion, yeah, sure. Um, I can't even remember what we were talking about. We're about to move on. Uh, Bradley Beal <laughs> didn't opt into his contract. Yeah, that's woo woo. He and John and John Wall did, did opt into his forty-seven million dollar a year at Houston. In Houston, and he is either going to get moved or bought out. I read today. So, um, yeah. So there's heaps of reports you'll see on social media that Beal's opted out, and Beal come out today and said, "Pretty his actual words were, wait, what are you talking about?'" So clearly, someone's been talking, and I assume it's his manager just trying to get value. Yeah, probably. The uh, last thing that I'll mention... Oh, have you got more NBA stuff? Nothing. I have one more thing that uh, the final series... Uh, I'll double down on uh, one of our former overrated underrateds, Jason Tatum. Overrated. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to defend Tatum at the moment. Moving on to the rugby league. So we've got the origin squads for game two. So Queensland obviously will need, have needed to replace Xavier Coates and Ruben Cotter, who have both picked up reasonably long-term injuries, you'd have to say. Coates is still probably five, six weeks away, and it looks like Cotter's going to miss four or five weeks as well. Yeah, which is um, frustrating, because he's he'd been complaining to the Cowboys about having niggles in his hammy yeah. before it went. In, and and in nothing happened. I watched the video of when it happened. It was just running through, bit of contact, half bang. stumbled, bang, done, five or six weeks. So um, they've replaced them with Murray Talungi, who we've spoken a bit about on the podcast as probably the outside back that the Cowboys needed to drop. Um, but in fairness to him, the first eight rounds of the year, he had three tries. The next seven rounds, he's got six tries. Yeah, and he's... So his form's great. I got I got no issues with him coming in. And we weren't saying to drop him on form. It was more just like they have one too many. Yeah, they just one like and with with the resurgence of Scotty Drinkwater playing at one, they had to find room for five blokes. Uh, to his credit, and to his credit, he's been playing great. Yeah, he's gonna do, he's been picked to eight meters and finish tries, and that's all we need him to yeah. do. So I don't mind it. Hammer looked pretty average on the weekend for the Cowboys. In saying that, he was on the wrong side. He's absolutely a left side player, and the easiest way to tell is when he went to go for that try. In the corner, he put it down with his left hand and not his right. Yeah. So, I guess, stick with Talangi. He's played left wing there all year. Yeah, I agree. Corey Oates, I probably would have picked Talangi first. I think it's, so as well. I think it's, 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 it's like one eye in the future as well. Yeah. The other replacement, so that they've put Lindsay Collins to starting front row and Tino to lock. lock. I wouldn't have done that. I tend to agree. I probably... Nearly argued Jai Arrow goes straight into the starting lineup. Yeah. Yep. With how good Grant, Collins, and, Co- and Carrigan. Um, Carrigan and Nanai were off the bench. Leave it. Just leave that be. They were so, so good. And that's really what killed New South Wales. New South Wales looked in it for the first 15, 20 minutes and then got run all over by Grant, Collins, and Carrigan in particular. Yeah. I don't, I'll probably, I personally probably would have started Carrigan because Arrow covers every front 
front like road, a second road, a lock. Carrigan sort of does too, though. Yeah, but he plays locking clubs as well, where Arrow plays on the edge because Cam Murray's the lock at bunnies. Yeah, but the week that um, that Payne Haas or the couple of weeks that Payne Haas missed, at least one of those Carrigan played in the front row. Yeah. So I I don't know. I nearly would have just left the bench unit as was and moved Jair because you know he's he's it. been the starting lock for Queensland before. I don't hate it either way. Yeah, no, he's a hit and probably one of the guys that might have been stiff to miss out in the first game because he's done been there, done that for Queensland well, he was, before. He ended up being eighteenth. Yeah. Uh, no, not eighteenth. Did was, was named at eighteen, but on the on the game day, right? Arrow got moved there. Um, and for the Blues, just quickly, I want to shout I, out both Fermor. Yeah, for the and, Titans and Tom Flegler coming back in into the extended bench as well. The other thing maybe to watch out for is Kalen Ponga. Yeah, has picked up a couple of head knocks the last few weeks. Apparently, wasn't great at training this week. Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh in the twenty-two jersey, who was in the squad last year as well, um, and would have played had he not picked up a hamstring injury in the captain's run like the day before. Mm. So, um, plenty of depth there for Queensland. I think. Uh, I think we'll do just fine. The Blues... I'll let you go on the Blues. ...have made wholesale changes. What made, a surprise. Made eight changes to their squad. Yeah. So, which is a clear admission to me that they've accepted the fact that they got it wrong in the first game and that they didn't really expect the kind of game plan that Queensland were going to come out with and they're moving with the times. So, a few stiff calls in there, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think. Um as a, I reckon Stags is stiff as fuck. Yeah, I'm picked up an injury in the first half, couldn't finish the second half, on debut, didn't really do a whole heap wrong. I hate this team. I think they'll still win. <laughs> New South Wales. I think they'll win game two, but I hate what the changes have made. Some of them I like. I like Matt Burton coming in, but I would have had him at 14. I wouldn't have picked Corus out at all. Kept Cook at nine. And then had Stags and Crichton in the centres. Yeah, Matt Burton can then cover nearly every position on the field except for front row, pretty much. Yeah, um, I do like that they've brought in Trebojevic. Yep, so do I. Um, Big I, fan of that. I don't like that they've brought in Talakai. They shouldn't have dropped Re- uh, Regan Campbell Gillard. He was one of their better forwards. I agree. He's been playing great. Fair enough. I th- honestly, they've dropped the wrong Parramatta prop, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Um- Tal- Junior Paolo just moved moved to the bench. Angus Crichton coming back's great yep. for New South Wales. Not so good for us. I reckon he's severely underrated. Um, Talakai, like, what's Talakai going to do compared to Madison? Mate, you're looking at the wrong guy. I don't know. He's played in the centres all year. I understand that he, like, he, he played centres as a junior. He came up the ranks in the shark or what went to the Sharks originally as a second rowway. I know he's not just forgotten how to play second row, but you. They've brought in Burton to play out of position from where he's been playing this year and they've brought Talakai in to play out of position when Talakai, for his club, plays in the position that Burton has been selected in. Yeah. Someone figure this out. Look, um, I, I, don't, I really just don't get it. I think they got the hookers back the front. I would start with Cook. He's a better defensive hooker by far than Coruscant. I think they're hoping that Cook can have the same kind of impact as Grant with his, with his can do that. foot speed. He's, he's the best ruck read in the game. And I, I reckon he's massively underrated. Huge pickup for the Tigers. I can't wait for them to fuck that up as well. But he's a massive pickup for the Tigers next year. But the um, there are a couple of others 
Like, did you mention uh, like the guys on the bench? So Nico Hines is 18th man again. He's just going to be a perennial 18th man. I can just tell. Andy Bickles. He's going to be the Andy, Andy Bickles New South Wales State of Origin side. He's going to play three Origins and be 18th man for 20 others. Um, Joseph Suwali still on the extended bench. Fine, got no issues with. Jordan McLean, who, I mean, he's been playing okay, but I don't but really get I don't really get why like Regan Campbell-Gillard and Ryan Madison have both gone from being in the side to dropped. To dropped. They didn't do that bad. And then Clint Gutherson, it's like, well... It's a waste of space, why? in my opinion. Why? I don't understand. You've got Matt Burton there for cover if you needed it. I just don't know why he picked Gutho at all. I, they've just I'm done, obviously, they've just done the straight swap, Whiten for Burton, which I have no issues with. But it wasn't the bench unit's fault that they got run all over by Queensland anyway. But the other, the real head scratcher out of the whole thing is the fact that Victor Radley is in the squad, the extended squad, despite not having played for six weeks. Yeah, I said last week it'd be a great 14, but I didn't I didn't say pick him. <laughs> well, he would be a great 14 if with he was the fit. asterisks, if fit and has played club football in the last two months, yeah, which he hasn't. He's returned to play date is round 18. Yeah, he's weeks off. He's weeks away. He's weeks away. And I, like, I don't understand that How stiff would you be feeling, like, how sorry, how stiff would you feel being Ryan Madison? Or Regan Campbell Gillard, like particularly for me, like they've put they've put him in back into the squad to try and improve, play the ball speed. He's got, like he just takes the ball, eats meters, man. He's been one of the form props in the comp this year. Given one game in the Origin Arena, didn't look out of his depth at all. Played quite well, and now he finds himself outside of the twenty-two. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. So Perth is traditionally quite a fast track. And so I understand. I do understand why he's gone this way, but come on, man. So Tarek Sims is the other out. Yeah. So White, Stags, Riggs, Ryan Madison, and Tarek Sims all out. The Tarek Sims thing is fine. He didn't play well in Origin two. He's his form's been a little bit patchy for even the Philadelphia the Dragons. Even so, I don't mind them, you know, getting rid of him, despite the fact he was nearly the best player in last year's series. But a lot of head scratches there. There's a bit of panic. There's a bit of panic from what I'm seeing here with their. Uh, Who do you think has the better hookers out of the states? So New South Wales have Cook and Coruscant, and we have Hunt and Grant. Uh, last year, I'd have said New South Wales. This year, I'm saying Queensland. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I think uh, Harry Grant is nearly the. Like, if I was picking my Australian hooker, I'm probably picking both Queensland hookers. There you go. Wow. No, I'd probably, yeah. I'd probably pick Cook and start Cook and have Grand at 14. Yeah. No, I'd, I just really like the kicking game that Hunt brings out of nine. Mm. I think it's just great, especially when you've got a guy like, you know, if Munster is your six, who he can kick, obviously, but he's not really the predominant kicker. No, no, it adds definitely a it, lot more control. It, yeah, it just adds like another dynamic to your side. So, um, I think but I really like all the changes that Queensland made. Only made the changes that were forced, really. A couple of shuffles in the lineup, but I honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if that gets shuffled around before kickoff. Uh, just back on the kicking, I, I think Burton's going to be really undervalued with his kicking in next game as well. Yeah, Cause, I, they'll cause, use, they have to use because they'll have to use him, on, especially when they're on the left edge. They'll they'll set up to go to Cleary and flick it out to Berto for a big bomb. Yeah, he's leading the common kicking meters. Yeah. He's also, uh, uh, there's probably not a stat for it, but most bombs dropped 
has got to be his. Yeah, they're and ridiculous. Look, and I reckon the Tigers coughed up at least five on the weekend. I'll watch them on TV and think, yeah, I could catch that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when in reality, we'd stand there and the ball would hit the ground before it hit us. <laughs> oh, man, it's they look like absolute nightmares to stand under. But um, no, well, that's about all i got for the league. Really, Broncos' seven-game win streak comes to an end. Tough loss over Melbourne on the weekend. Yeah. Um, just, Expe- expected, but played okay. Justin so. Olin threw a touchdown that game. He did, yeah. <laughs> and as he threw it, I said, "Oh, that's Ford." Yeah, no. the ref was right there. Yeah, Meanies was. Mm. What? How does Gus Gould explain it? The touchies are turning into spectators with flags. So there's a real red hot conspiracy. Yeah. So there's some. I've seen it on Facebook a fair bit. There's a theory that they're calling less Ford passes from the touchies, so they can fast forward this Ford pass technology into the game and say that they needed it as justification. Well, that's just retarded. They should be trying to put out the best product possible at all times, regardless of ultimate It is tinfoil hat stuff. That is tinfoil hat Fork stuff. Fork in the, uh, in the power socket. <laughs> Light us up. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right, that's all I've got for the league, really. Uh, now, quickly, it, this will be the quickest mention of the NFL of all time. Rob Gronkowski has announced his retirement again. Again? So he is done. Is uh, it actually? Well, it's official at this point. He's come out and said he is retiring. What do you think? Uh, that Tom Brady will be talking to him right now and he'll sign with Tampa Bay again. <laughs> no, I don't know. But if it is, he's you know been one of the greats for, for a while now. Obviously, part a very big part of the uh, dynasty at New England. It's one of the most dominant tight ends probably of all time. So a massive shout-out to him. If he does decide to retire... Goat tight end. I don't know enough about NFL. He's definitely been the most talked-about tight end since I've been alive and since I've even semi started following a bit of the NFL, mm-hmm. I couldn't name another tight end. So, oh, so that makes it easy for me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you've got as a couple more defections this week to live golf. Yeah. Brooks, Brooks that I think I said last week would be a surprise if he didn't go because he spoke about being bored during the PGA format. Yeah. Has gone. I thought, so wasn't he the one spraying live golf last week? Yep. Ah, Oh, good man of his word. Any publicity is good publicity. Oh, what a fuckhead. Um, there's heaps of chat about Colin Morikawa defecting. He's come out today on Instagram and said that's not happening. He's in the top 10, isn't he? He'd be close if he's not. He'd yeah. be the best iron ball striker in the league by a fair bit. Um, there was someone else notable as well, but it's good to see, like, the the debate about the live golf annoyed me at the timing of the, the major that just happened. Like Matt Fitzpatrick, second ever Englishman to ever win the US Open in golf in like 70 years, barely talked about. I was going to say, I've never heard of it. Never heard of him. Yeah. So he, he won. It was a thrilling last day as well. And there's been barely any publicity on it whatsoever. So the sooner they all sort it out and start playing more events, I think the better. Yeah, absolutely. No, couldn't It'll be more. exciting to watch when all the guys are there, but it just needs to hurry up. I'm sick of hearing it. I think they're all sick about talking about it. And the reporters um, continue to ask. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, righto. Well, we might move over to whatever this fucking TikTok trend is <laughs> when she's a what, but does what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what you call it. it. No, no, neither do I. How about just she's a... <laughs> so, she's a nine, but she's six foot five. Two. That's real harsh. Yeah. I'd, From nine to two. Yeah, I'm... Well, I mean, it's taller than me too. She like she bumps down a few. Like I'm thinking, like six. I just never found tall chicks attractive, eh? 
Well, what, what nah, is fair it? enough. What is it for you? No, nah, like a five or a six. Okay. Yeah. It comes down a few points because she's taller than me, but, you know, she's fit, she's fit. Do I have to wear heels to kiss her? No. Well, no, you're six foot three, aren't you? Six foot in, two and a bit. In Doc Martens. Yeah. Oh, it's close enough. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's my turn, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you go after me. Um, so, she's an eight, but she asks, who's winning every time the cricket is on? Zero. That's it. No good. <laughs> Absolutely no good whatsoever. Um, and it's actually quite good, though, because Annika, my partner, as most of you will know, um, now asks who's winning as a piss take. She understands that who's winning is not the correct thing to ask, so she just says it as a piss take. I've never had a partner that's been interested in cricket, so that's always been an issue. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Uh, she's a six, but drives a four-wheel drive. Six. I, I was the same. Mine's a six as well. I wrote it down. I was like, I don't think it changes for me. It might for Sean. So I got one from Gus. Gus sent one in all the way from the UK. Perfect. Shout out, Gus. <laughs> Shout out. He's got his own podcast, doesn't he? Uncut, yep. Chats, Uncut Chats, Chats with, with Gus. Gus. Yeah. Guys, give it a listening to on Spotify. Great podcast. Um, so this definitely targets people that have lived in this address before. Excellent. So she's an eight, but she's into star signs religiously. Oh, goodness. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm. I reckon you lose fifty percent of your ranking points. Being if you're into star signs, so if you're a five, you turn into a two and a half. If you're a ten, you turn into a five. Okay, so that'd be four. That'd be a four. Yep. Yeah, I, I can reason with that. It's. I think it also affects how like into this. I guess religiously, like the ones with the booklets and the look up your time of birth to get your moon sign as well. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Oh, yeah. I've oh been in what the, do you mean? I've been in the trenches trying to get a little little tasty taste before. Holy moly. I'm, I'm a Virgo. Well, I'm a Libra. I know that. But I didn't know moon signs were a thing. Yeah. Nah, no good. Um, mate, she's a four, but she lets you go out with the boys whenever you want without a second thought. Nine. Yeah, I'm thinking more or less the same. And that's a hard nine. That's a hard nine. Yeah. Tens are restricted. Yeah, that's why I said a hard nine. Yeah. <laughs> it is a firm, firm nine. Uh, I'll write this one. I, this could be real shit. <laughs> I was thinking about it a little way on the train this morning. So she's a nine, but she hasn't got her license. And when you drive her around the place, she only sits in the back seat. So you're like her chauffeur. Oh, I'd, three <laughs> at most. <laughs> oh, that's dust. You could have stopped it even, but she doesn't have her license. No, it's just dust. And seriously, look, those of you out there who are old enough to have your license and don't have your license, grow up. It's time. Yeah, without valid reason. Get behind the wheel. It's time. All right. Uh, is that all? I've only wrote down three. Have you got another one? Uh, I've got more, but I'll save them. Yeah, save them. Yeah, this this uh, segment will definitely come again. So you've got a you've got a new thing going to add to these. Podcasts. I do. So I mentioned it last week that we might just. Finish off the podcast with a riddle and leave you guys with it uh, and see who answers it first, see who answers it correctly, who even gives a fuck. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, now, let me just pick one because I've screenshotted a couple. Before you give the riddle, I've got a funny story for you today. Yeah, go on. Please, please. <laughs> so I'm still ways. like lost getting to my new office in, in Brisbane. Yep. And so I'm walking up Adelaide Street and I don't drag my feet. Like, I just want to establish that now. 
I do not drag my feet because it annoys me. Yeah. I reckon I tripped on air. <laughs> I've caught like the tiniest bit of a drain like on, on the walkway. And like, you know how when you're like, and you're falling, you start running? Yeah. I reckon I ran, try not to fall for about 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, no. Uphill. No, and no, I've got no. Sh- oh, I've, no. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I, f- I filled in with Indoor last night with um, Jack, Jack Dean and a few boys from school and his mates. Yeah. We played against a St. Michael's school team and their youngest player plays under 12, Samudji. Um, they put on 140 with the bat and we made 60. Wow. Yeah. You guys suck. Yeah. They and they kept giving away two in the front court no balls. As in your team did. Both teams did. There were seven from our team. Wait, two in the So what? the only two people in the front court and every, every other fielder was in oh, the Oh right. Yeah. And I had to keep and I've got shin splits from it. Yeah, I'm not really a massive fan of keeping it indoor. I actually rather, I prefer fielding. I 100% prefer fielding. Yeah. But I'm a wicket keeper and I feel like people find that strange. And Ryan's the, the opposite. Ryan loves keeping it indoor and he's a weapon at it. I um, I got in trouble too for swearing at the pitch because I dropped an under edge behind the stumps. And by dropped, hit me in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> they don't count. If they hit you in the shin, it doesn't count. Hit Trust me. me. All right, so this week's riddle, guys. What disappears as soon as you say its name? And how do you want people to answer this? Hit us up on Instagram, I reckon. So slide into the DMs at Armchair Critics. I'll put a I'll put a post up on the story tomorrow night. Yeah, deal. Or if send us an or send us an email, armchaircritics at outlook.com. It's probably just easier to hit us up on the uh, socials. So say the riddle again. What disappears as soon as you say its name? Mm. Real head scratcher. I actually, when I read the answer to this one, I giggled. It's like not because it's funny, just because it's like just ironic and you're just like, oh, yeah, duh. So, uh, yeah. See what you got, guys. See if you can uh, figure it out. Don't Google it. Don't be that guy. If certain people get it right, I know, you, I know you've Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. The Brad Radford. If you, <laughs> if, if you message me at 7.30 tomorrow morning, I know you've cheated. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. If you've got any segment ideas, topics that you want us to bring up, something happened at work this week that you've uh, that's really grinding your gears, let us know. We'll talk about it. Um, thank you, Sean, for joining us again, mate. No problem. Excellent. All right, guys. We will see you next week.